So follow-up question is, you were talking about manifesting your ideal partner by making a list and imagining them. Isn't that attaching to an outcome and creating expectations that can lead to disappointment? So we'll just start there. I always go to the place of 100% engagement and 100% non-attachment. So being completely devoted, attentive, committed to whatever that vision is, like 100% be engaged with that vision. And then also the not attached to any perceivable timeline, what you think that looks like, what it is or isn't and allowing just surrendering and allowing so you can be you know for me this lesson came through parenting Uh, that's where i learned the lesson of 100 percent engagement 100 percent non-attachment i can be so present with my children um you know engaged doing certain things with them exposing them to different hobbies activities uh and zero attachment that they're gonna be like, oh my God, mom, this is, I'm, I just love that we got to go to piano lessons. Now I'm going to be a concert pianist. And you know, that that it wasn't the point, the what it looks like down the line wasn't the point. It yeah. was the experience and the feeling and the offering in the moment. And children taught me this lesson that um, my engagement level and, and my devotion to them also requires me not being attached to who they be, who they grow up to be, who they are today. And, and, um, and then I was able to apply that to other relationships. And in the, in the aspect of hundred percent engagement for me, engagement involved in, in, has to include two, two things. It has to include enthusiasm and presence, right? So engagement, like you really want to like lean into it, to understand and, and feel into what does it mean? What does it feel like to be a hundred percent engaged? Right. And it really is like, I love a Motoma always talks about like the open hand. Mm-hmm. It's you're, you're, you're full in, you know, your kiddo wants to, um, my kiddo was a, was a marker flipper and a bottle flipper. Like when he was in his, 10-ish, 11-ish years. And he did that like, like uh, I don't want to say obsessively. It was like, it was sort of like in the Montessori way. You know, like, yes, like single-pointed focus. He really, it was his, it was his enthusiasm, his meditation, his, I mean, literally, this was some skills, what, what he was doing. And so it, uh, who cares? It was not about understanding where that was going to lead him. And is that a waste of tape? to tape the markers together. There's, there's nothing practical and reasonable about 100% engagement, nothing. Like you want to start to train yourself to set aside the reasonable <laughs> and the light, this will get me a job someday somewhere. It, set that aside as parents and for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, the signatures of engagement have to include enthusiasm, which means to be possessed by inspiration and your presence, just your, just your presence, directing, directing the energy of enthusiasm, entheos to whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
it's I, I see enthusiasm is like the light in the eyes and that's missing in a lot of people mm -hmm. children know how to be enthusiastic parents are the ones that pour water on that mm -hmm. and We've done that. I've, I've, I, I'm sure I did that with the first pancake. The first child. Jeannie's grandma calls the first, first child the first mm, pancake. My mother-in-law. Oh, mother-in-law. Excuse me. And um, so, you know, I, I, I may have done that. And I, I learned like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, yeah. so, so you want to really observe yourself as your level of 100% engagement. And what's strong enough to pull you away from in that engagement and it will be what you're thinking and believing true. It'll believe it'll be your thoughts will pull you away. So you want to know what are those thoughts that pull you away from your 100% engagement sound like? Yeah. And the negative mind comes in. Like we were wired that way with negativity mm. bias. Like it's there. So sure, we could sit down and make a list of like this is my person. You know, this is what I have to offer them. And if I'm thinking about puzzle pieces, this is how they fit with me. And we complement one another in that way. And it's this beautiful connection, right? And then of course, as you're mapping all this out and, and you're making the, these are my offerings list, you're like, oh, maybe I don't have that offering. Maybe I'm actually boring as hell or, mm, take another piece of paper and write those down over there. Just write them down over there and return to the list of, this is what I have to offer, genuinely offer. And these are, these are my magic wand wishes. These are my, um, you know, what I know would allow me the feeling or the experience of connection, uh, enthusiasm passion, joy, mm. curiosity, you know, like a, a partner that would facilitate or co-create those experiences with me mm. are going to be different than a partner co-creating those experiences with you, Daniela. Mm. So it's so individual. It's mm. like, um, you know, it's creating like a little bit of a recipe, you know, <laughs> like these are the, these are the fun ingredients that I am that I'm looking for. Um, and, and then you can even take it a step further, like use your imagination. Um, as adults, I think like we need that reminder occasionally. I know that I need that reminder. It's like, you know, how can you be in your imagination? Allow those scenes to play out in your imagination. This person doesn't have to have a face. You don't have to know what they look like, right? And then imagine a scene where you're interacting with them. What does that scene look like? What does that scene feel like in your body? Uh, how does that individual show up in a way that excites you and, um, and that you find interesting and inspiring? So I like the inspiring part, yeah. you know, and, and when you said, um, <clears throat> let's say on your list, what you want to experience and share in, in relationship is connection, joy, uh, some of the things that, that you said. You want to then ask yourself a pretty truthful question. Do I live this now everywhere to some degree? If you look at your list and you're like, oh, I want deep intimacy with this person. Do you live deep intimacy right now everywhere you go? And intimacy, it's going to invite you into a contemplation about what is intimacy, right? It doesn't only mean like mad Frenching, 
right? And, <laughs> and, and other things, right? It, it's like, that's heavy just, heavy. Yes. <laughs> the word heavy it's so is silly. so hysterical that that needed to be added in. Well, whole, well what's light petting? It's like, I mean, like heavy petting. It's like, so <laughs> weird. <laughs> We come up with really strange phrases to not say what we actually mean is going on. To make it like public access TV friendly or something. Exactly. Oh, no. Extra heavy petting. So you want to ask yourself, do I generate, do, is, is this my authentic way of being? Right now, mm -hmm. every, with, 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 with anyone and everyone, do, do I experience connection? Do I bring, do I generate? See, do you generate that? Otherwise, you're saving this way of being for when you meet someone and it's going to be false. It won't be authentic. You'll be summoning some way of being that's a pretense in order to keep the person. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be authentically who you are. So whatever qualities you find on your list, you want to look at like, wow, do I, is that the face I show everywhere? That's a really biggie. And I think like not only engaging with being truthful about who you are, where you are mm. in your life, what your vision is, you know, I think so, so often in relationship, particularly in the beginning of relationship, it's like, Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna share that yet. You know, I'm not, I, I'm not gonna allow that to be known quite yet. And if I had like a do-over with so many relationships in my life, I, right out of the gate, right out of the gate, just be like, "This is where I'm at. This is this is what is truthfully me." And that doesn't mean that I will always be this way because we're always and constantly growing and changing and shifting. And this is definitely me. And mm -hmm. so I want to, I mm -hmm. want to know immediately if you're like, yeah, that's fun or Ooh, nope, don't enjoy that at all. Why find out later? You know? And, um, if you have the, you know, we all have that list, I think of here are my top, here are my top idiosyncrasies. Let's call them idiosyncrasies. And, um, and I don't, I don't know if I'm going to share that right away because it's too early. It's too early on. Share the idiosyncrasies. Like, hey, guess what, friends? I'm a pain in the ass. I am a pain. <laughs> I require exorbitant <laughs> amounts of affection. Like, a lot. <laughs> All the petting. <laughs> Play with my hair when we're watching a movie. Touch me when we're doing whatever. When we're cooking in the kitchen. Hug me in the middle of cooking. I don't find it annoying. I love it. Um, and if you're not willing to keep up with the level of attention that I enjoy, that I enjoy, then yeah. I want to know that now. And so, right out of the gate, I, you know, I say to Matt, like, I'm a pain in the ass. Okay, <laughs> let me just tell you how I'm a pain in the ass. And I, I felt in those moments that I was just outing my annoying habits, like my annoying requests. And that's because I was just done with wasting time. I was done with pretending that like, oh, you know, I don't want to be needy and require like mm -hmm. foot rubs every night. No, I require a foot rub every night. 
So like, and that's what moves it from the place of expectations to being a request. Yeah, they're very, very different. They're very yeah. different requests. Like that can be on a like this is a ah, it's a level three request. I like it, and if you're not into it, that's totally okay. Totally cool. And there may be some level ten requests that you're like this really matters to me, and it can be a deal breaker. And without apology, without without making yeah. the other person wrong, if that's not their thing, right? But the worst is having the expectations and not communicating them because expectations mm. are resentments just brewing, waiting, waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. So that so so the expectation thing is like is is a silent silent killer, right? It's, I love that <clears throat> differentiating between an expectation, which tends to be an internal dialogue, yeah. okay. and a request, which is an external conversation, mm -hmm. and often a you know, <clears throat> a vulnerability, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're asking for what we want mm. in a particular scenario. Yeah. And, you know, fairy tales don't do us any favors <gasps> in this category oh, because it's like, oh, the one is just going to know what my heart's longing is. No, that's a bunch of bullshit. So it's really like, I'm gonna put myself out there and this person might be like, definitely not giving you a foot rub every night. Are you crazy? Like who has time for that? Good information for me to have. Yeah. Good information. Yes. Like this yeah. is probably not going to work then. Cause I might, even if I said in that moment, Oh, okay. Yeah. I can be, I can be okay with not getting a foot rub. Is that true? Or will it then turn into a longing that is not being met? A frustration that I asked for something that someone's not willing to do so much better to have it have it out and there. to even understand what's underneath what do you experience with the foot rub for one person it could be because it I, I stand on my feet all day and it really brings relief for another it's like because I just picked a part of my body and I just want physical connection maybe the person's like oh I understand well how does it serve you right. how does what does the foot rub provide you like, and when there are two people really cherish one another, you have those conversations. It does, it may evolve into something different. It may be like, oh, you just want the, my presence, my undivided attention, and you want to feel my warmth on your body. Like, great. Could it be a different part of the body? Right. Like, I'm not like, a, Ew, a like pass on mm. feet and <laughs> how about your back? Like, oh, you may be like, oh, that's great. So, so really understanding what it, what someone is receiving and what they value about something. It's never just about what's at the surface, right? And so when two people have a foundation of, of cherishing, or if you, that's just your, your way anyway, two new people can still approach conversations with, with that from, from, from a place of cherish. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't mean there's gonna be longevity. But, and and <clears throat> can you bring cherish? And, and presence to to the beginning of a of a relationship, and we learn things mm. about ourselves and mm. others when we're in relationship. And sometimes, consciously, subconsciously, <clears throat> we bring those things into other relationships. So those ideas that I had that like I was needy or I had too many requests. Um, those seeds were uh, cultivated in other relationships that I was in. And likewise, my husband 
he had experienced that in other relationships, like playing with hair, people he was in a relationship with didn't like that. Like, don't touch my hair kind of a scenario. Mm -hmm. He touched my hair and I was like, oh my God, yes, do that all the time. I and love it. And you that. wouldn't know. You Until wouldn't you have know. a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so also being able to be with, oh, wait a second, this is leftover information that I collected from a past situation that I don't necessarily need to continue on if we just communicate about it. And it's so beautiful to, to have a newness there. So if you have those negative stories, you're writing your list, you are doing all the steps um, of manifesting someone in your life, if that's what you want, mm -hmm. and you hear the negative, just checking in. I mean, that's why I say put it on another piece of paper so that you can go back to it and check in. Did I learn this somewhere? Do, do I believe that I'm boring? Or did someone tell me that story one time and then I believed it? And could it be not true? And could it definitely not be true when the person arrives in your field of awareness? Like, they're gonna be like, whoa, who's this brilliant human? <laughs>